This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time to get into a little what's going on where we check in with the other shows on The Zone Sports Network. Don't forget Jazz Knicks tonight, 7 o'clock tip there. Pre-game begins at 6 right here on The Zone Sports Network. Tim Lacoma and myself will get you ready for that one. But, uh, Gordillo, should we check in with Hans and Scotty? Yeah, let's do it. They had an interesting conversation uh, today talking about uh, your, your guy, Tom Brady, and comparing him with LeBron James. Let's listen. When you say who is doing more, well, Tom Brady currently has the Tampa Bay Bucks back in the Super Bowl, but how much of it's Tom and how much of it is the rest of Tampa Bay? Just like how much of it was Peyton Manning and how much of it was the rest of the Denver Broncos. As compared to LeBron James and the numbers that he's currently putting up, and yeah, I think right now he's the leader in the MVP race, at least I believe he should be because he's got the Lakers on a repeat path, and he's the leader of that team. I know he's got Anthony Davis alongside, and he's got some really nice uh, acquisitions in Gasol and Schroeder, but he is still the driving force of the success of that Lakers squad that was terrible before he got there. Absolutely garbage. A complete and utter embarrassment, a disaster. And he gets there, and they go win a championship in the bubble in a, in a year when everybody was distracted. But then you've got Tom Brady, who goes out against Green Bay and throws for three touchdown passes in the first two quarters, two and a half quarters. And I, I know that he kind of fell off in the back quarter and a half through a couple of interceptions, but was around 285 yards of offense through the air and doing what he's doing. I actually don't think it's as maybe as broad a gap. And I I get it that it's a very discussion, a very difficult discussion to try to formulate. But to me, I think Tom Brady is actually doing more at the age that he's at. And it's a more fascinating story than LeBron James and what he's doing in the NBA at the age that he's at. It is... It's it's really tough to deny that. I mean, I think you're you're spot on because it just seems like you've got uh, I at that age it's just never been done before. Like there's been guys that have played in their late 30s, maybe not at this high a level that LeBron's playing at, but it happens. Uh, and guys hang on, and they're still good contributors. And LeBron, yes, is an absolute freak of nature physically and everything else that goes along with it. We've never seen anything like it. But for Tom Brady, we've never seen a quarterback. Uh, there's been a few that have played into their 40s, but we've never seen anybody at 43, 44 play as well as he's played and as dominant as he's played and lead a team to a title or a potential title, at least to a championship, and then changing teams you know, before doing all of that, I mean, that's, I mean, getting out from uh, the uh, the safe system in in uh, at New England, going to a completely new team with new receivers, 
uh, with a new system, a new coach, a new play caller, and everything, and there's no drop-off. He's still doing what he normally does. So it's just it, it's pretty it's pretty fascinating to see Tom Brady playing at this level at that age and knocking on the door one game away, 60 minutes away. Now, granted, it'd be an upset if he does it, but 60 minutes away from winning a Super Bowl. I mean, I'd love to argue with you on this, Hans. I, I would because I think it's one where there's no right answer. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's just I'm with you on Tom Brady. It's just I, you just don't see it. You, we've never seen anything even remotely like this. Well, we instantly had 200 votes jump in on this, and Tom Brady leads at 63% to LeBron James, 37%. And Paul weighed in, and he said, LeBron's athleticism, endurance, and the amount of minutes that he's playing right now in the league of freaks is unprecedented. Tom Brady's amazing, but he doesn't need the same total physical ability to play what uh, basically what LeBron is currently doing in NBA. That, that is one aspect of this poll and this discussion that you have to include. The abuse and the physicality on LeBron's knees and leaving the court and the minutes that he's in possession of that ball and fighting through bigs and to the lane and going to the floor and taking hits and getting back in transition, and he's still getting those trailing block shots that he's been doing for so many years and, and that's a very difficult, freakish level thing to be able to do. There's no question that physically and athletically what he's doing is mind-boggling. It yeah. is absolutely mind-boggling. At the age of 36, when Kobe Bryant was calling it quits because his body was failing him, and here's LeBron leading the Lakers again. He'll, he's going to get them to another NBA Finals if he stays healthy. I don't see anybody disrupting that. So... I, I get that side of the, the argument, but watching quarterbacks digress in, in the ability to throw the deep ball or to throw the sharp route precisely with with it, with umph putting it on a, on a rope, I just watch quarterbacks decline. I watch arms decline. And typically that, that declining process happens, even for the greats, happens 37, 38. And by the time you're 39, it's gone. Yeah, yep. And, and here Tom Brady is at the age of 43, and he is still, you know, you saw that, that throw that he put in the air with five seconds left in the half when Green Bay decided to run a single safety and, and press on the outside, which is the dumbest defense I've ever seen with five seconds left before the half against Tom Brady. And Tom puts that thing in the air. I, how many yards was that in the air? It was a it was a good chunk of time, and it yeah, it didn't yeah. it didn't have as much float as it had accuracy and put on it. And so, I don't know. I can't believe what he's doing with arm strength and shoulder rotation and core strength and and still being able to fire the ball in position. And it might decline next year, but. This year, it still has looked good enough that I can make the argument that I'm more impressed with what Tom Brady is doing at the age of 43 than LeBron at the age of 36. All right, Gordon, what do you think? Weigh in on that discussion. I'm leaning toward what Hans was saying. I I agree with him. Uh, If you start talking about overall athleticism, then you can't argue against LeBron. I mean, the, the, the physical strain on his body to do what he's done is is phenomenal but i've never seen a quarterback 
anywhere near, do anything close to what uh, Tom Brady is doing at his age. It, it's just like they said, it, that does not happen. And it's happening right in front of us. Remember also that, you know, LeBron <laughs> needed a little help there in L.A. He didn't just do that himself. He got A.D. to show up. And that's when they became a championship contender, not prior to that. Remember what their season was like before? Mm-hmm, I do. So there's that to take into account as well. Football, you know, there's a lot more parts uh, going on there. But in some ways, you can make the argument that that strengthens Tom Brady's uh, vote, the, a, a vote for him, because – the quarterback position is different than any other position in football. I mean, that you've got to have that in order to contend for a title. And even though there's a lot of other moving parts, uh, that part is the most important one. So I, I think I'm actually more impressed with what Tom Brady has done. And all joking aside, you know, as far as, uh, you know, the way you guys talk about Tom Brady, I, I, I think you almost have to agree, don't you? Um, probably. I mean, I think you can, you can make arguments either way. Certainly Tom winning at the level he is winning at his age is something we really haven't seen in that sport, except for that, that grizzled bro from the the Raiders. Who was that guy? <laughs> George Blanda. <laughs> George Blanda. Um, you know, I, I think that's fairly unprecedented, but what, what, what we're seeing LeBron do is the same. And I, I can't get over. And again, I should, I should go back and do the math on this, but LeBron has played like two and a half extra seasons if you count his minutes in the playoffs. And the fact that in, in today's day and age where, where nobody really plays all the games in the NBA, LeBron has been crazy healthy. And he's played a lot of games. I mean, that you mentioned that year with the Lakers a couple years ago. That's really the only season he's been plagued by injuries, right? I'm not sure they were going anywhere even with a full. No, 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 but am I making a point about how healthy he's been? I'm just saying that's the only point in his career where he's been, you know, plagued by an injury during a season. I know he's been banged up and taken some nights off previously, but, you know, LeBron has no, and I'm I'm knocking on wood for his sake, but but no ACLs or Achilles or, or, or even like shoulders, right? I mean, it's amazing how healthy he has been and uh, how much time he spent on the floor uh, because of all of his playoff runs. You know, Michael Jordan never did that, where he went to the play, uh, to the finals that many times, where he put that many extra kind of miles on the tire, so to speak. And uh, Tom doesn't play football in a physical form, you know? He's not a, a physical football player. Uh, the way he plays it actually is very much uh, – he doesn't get hit a lot, right? I mean, his thing is to get the ball out early. And he doesn't take a lot of sacks, and he doesn't take a lot of QB hits. Like, you look at somebody like uh, Big Ben, who just takes a licking and keeps on ticking. I mean, that's what makes him unique, right? He stands back there forever, and linebackers just bounce off him, and then he throws. You know, that's that's not Tom Brady. That never has been Tom Brady. He's not Cam Newton, who's, who's you know, a running back quarterback where he's taking a bunch of hits when he runs. You know, he's a three-step drop-and-out kind of dude. So I think that has allowed him to play longer. But considering how many quarterbacks are actually capable of playing at a level where you you go to a Super Bowl, and the fact that he's still doing it at this age is is probably the most compelling argument. But physically speaking, I think what LeBron is doing might be more might be more impressive. Yeah, overall, LeBron's a better athlete. I mean, I, I don't think there's a whole lot of argument there 
for Tom's case, but it's such a unique set of skills that a quarterback has to have uh, both mentally and physically. That's the thing about the responsibility on a quarterback is unbelievable. What they have to do, but I've talked to you before about reading what Aaron Rodgers said from the time the huddle breaks until the they snap of the ball. The, the, all the different things that goes through his mind is just unbelievable. You know, uh, it's just it, it, it's complicated. And for them, for him to be able to process that and have the arm and the conditioning necessary in order to make it work. Uh, and Hans used that, that great example from the game uh, the other night, uh, that, that, that end of the half pass was a thing of beauty. I mean, it was it was perfect. And so I, I just have never seen it done before. I've seen great athletes in basketball. I've seen Michael Jordan and what he did. I've never seen a quarterback do what Tom Brady's doing. True. I've never but... I've never seen a football player's impact on a game like I've seen from Tom Brady. For him to go from the Patriots where everything is always talked about, that they had every advantage and all this other stuff, for him to leave that, go to a team that was mediocre at best, and to take that team to the Super Bowl, I know he has help. I know football. Football may be a better, uh, a more uh, complete team game than basketball is, uh, but here he is again. I mean, it's, how does that happen? I know some people say it's luck. Some people say it's just good fortune. <laughs> That's not the way football works. Maybe it does on occasion, but not consistently. Not like that. Um, well, you talk about last year's Buccaneers team. They didn't have a quarterback. They were really good, but they didn't have a quarterback. They had Jameis Winston, who kept losing them games. So let's not pretend like he's single-handedly doing this. No, I, mean, I didn't that say was that. A, that. I, was said, the exa- that I was, said the exact opposite. That was a team Jake. that was ready to take off. They just listen, didn't have a quarterback. Yeah, listen to what I but, said. It's, uh, it's obviously that there's so many other parts that have to. No, no, no. I know, play. but I mean, you're you're saying that he he turned around the lowly Bucks who barely could win a game last year. I mean, uh, that's, that's not what not I said. I said true. they were mediocre. But and they but worked. what LeBron's doing is amazing, in my opinion, because he's the best player in the league. I don't think Tom's been the best player in the league for a while. I, uh, I I don't know how much that matters. Uh, well, it matters because we're saying what's uh, – and, and, again, I don't know if I'm even decided on this. I just feel like I need to defend LeBron's honor here for a second. Well, no, no, first of all, no one's running anybody down. They're, they're both absolute greats. I mean, that's, that's, that's a given. But no one has ever done what Tom Brady is doing. Uh, I think Michael Jordan did what LeBron is doing. When did uh, when did Michael go to the when did he how old was he when he retired first the no, second time <laughs> the the time after uh, the the push off how old was he yeah time? I don't know I can't remember six championships I mean and he was the key figure in that for sure yeah. and I still I still think Michael is better than LeBron that's just my opinion. And uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm to the point now where I have to say Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback to ever play. Well, that's been probably a fact for a long time now. For someone like me, though, that, that, that's a hard conclusion to come to because there have been so many other great players. But Yes, uh, it is. I, you love Tom Brady. That's, first of all, not true. 
I've never been a Brady fan, but I certainly have to recognize and appreciate uh, greatness when I see yeah. it. Mm-hmm. So Michael Jordan was 35 when he retired for the second time. After the shot, right, is what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Not because then he went to the Wizards. For the Wiz. Right, but that's what I'm saying. How long um, How long did he sit out before he came back with the Wizards? Was it one season, two seasons? Let's check. I'm uh, bringing it up here myself. Let's see. He did not play in 98, 99, 99, 2000, or oh, 2000, 2001. So it was a long time. When he came back with the Wizards, he was 38. And obviously when he came back, he was a shell of his former self. Yet he averaged 23 and 20 in his final two seasons. Right. That's incredible. It, it, it is incredible. But I'm just, uh, you know, LeBron at 36 is still the best player in the league, which is pretty amazing. And when Michael came back at 38, he certainly was not the best player in the league. Real quick, I hit you with my take on this whole thing. All right, let's hear it. I lean heavily uh, Brady, although I don't want I don't want to say that because it sounds like I'm saying, like I'm dissing LeBron. I just think that football, A, is harder to, to, to on the body especially given he's 43 years old. Uh, I think the recovery is harder. There's 11 defenders max against Tom Brady on any given play. There's five defenders max against LeBron on any given play. The argument, though, would be that LeBron has played a lot more basketball than Tom Brady has played football when we're talking minutes and miles run and that sort of thing. But I still think that at 43, and Hans even said, the only player left in the NFL that was playing when Hans was in the NFL was Tom Brady, is Tom Brady. And he's still doing what he's doing. So as much as I like to have fun and say that Tom Brady's lucky and he is, he's also pretty damn good. You know, underrated Austin story is uh, when you made a snide remark about Hans at the Christmas party. That's, that's, uh, that's hearsay. <laughs> I don't, that's hearsay and I, I deny it categorically. <laughs> Let, let me hear it one more time. Uh, we had a, a former coworker who brought his girlfriend to the Christmas party, and uh, Hans was he was showing My off smart mouth. He's showing off, uh, you know, kind of. He wasn't like, really. Like I played football, you know. I was when I NFL, was in the NFL. You know, type of thing. But but what how what had happened? He said, he I said played, when I played for the Colts. And Austin said, "What what did you say?" Like I I, I allegedly <laughs> said, played. <laughs> uh, I bet you Hans was mad at that. He still is. Is he still mad about that? And rightfully so, because I've done nothing with my yeah. life, and he was in the NFL. He, he made it to the NFL, yeah, and it stuck around for a I've minute. Yeah. I scored a touchdown in an intramural flag football once. It was pretty cool. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say played. I don't know if I'd say played. <laughs> no. and, oh, man, and then I really and gotta, then I you ran really gotta take you got to take the shine off of what he was saying. It was like a that. jerk thing for me to say. <laughs> Still funny. Still funny. Funny, but yeah, mean. Hey, yeah. Had he punched me, I'd get it. I'd yeah. understand. I'd be like, you know what? I had that coming. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'd say played. Played. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I said that out loud. <laughs> I'm a dead man. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm <laughs> going to be deceased. <laughs> in, about, in about five minutes. All so right. how, did he, how did he react? Not well. He was he was cordial and courteous. He, he just kind of looked at me, and, and I could see in his eyes what he was saying was, a few years ago, I'd just end you right here where you sit. But we're here at a Christmas party under the company <laughs> umbrella. I'll let you get your laughs, chuckles. Don't 
don't want to get fired. I can see in your eyes, Austin, that you're going to fear me every day of the rest of your life. And he's right. I do. Every time you see him, you you think. I kiss the ring. And then hope today is not the day. Yes. Hope you. uh, Remember when you played in the NFL? Hope you walk out of the building with both your arms intact. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There may have been that. uh, You saw that in his gaze that uh, you'll pay for that later. And he's absolutely right to do to think that. (laughs) So has he ever paid you for that? No, but that's he holds it over me without because of my own perception, by the way, not that he bullies me or anything. I just see him and go, yeah, I I said something I shouldn't have. You don't wave bacon in front of a bear and go neener, neener, neener. (laughs) The the fear you live in on a daily basis is your punishment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, it's just smart because that uh, that makes it even more painful and miserable for you. Well, that's got to make it. You know it's coming at some point, but he is just lording that over you so that you don't know. It's such a funny thing to say because you know what percentage of the football playing population makes it to the NFL? You know, it's like point zero zero one. It was a jerk comment. I, I admit it, but it was it felt good at the time. It felt good. I wouldn't say. If it feels good, do it, right? I wouldn't say played. Oh, man. It was like a record scratch, yeah. and the whole room looked over and went, no, nice knowing you. Stay tuned. <laughs> Drop of the day coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. If you missed yesterday's uh, sounds uh, of various uh, clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it? Michelle Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us part of your day. This is uh, selected by Tim Lacombe on a Total Request Tuesday. Let's get to sounds of various clips, also known as Drop of the Day. Gordon, you're uh, you're uh, a cursor in your personal life. You like to, to curse often and colorfully. Uh, no, but you, no. you manage to, to keep it off the air, which uh, I, I appreciate. Is it okay to use the term Well, you keep it off the air most of the time. Which we uh, I've always appreciated about you. I don't, I don't really like to swear, no. Why not? It's so fun. What, did you quit yesterday? I mean, this would be a new development for you. <laughs> Stop it, Diego. You and Jerry used to compare notes. <laughs> and syllables. <laughs> no, Jerry was the master. It's the, only, it's the only thing you and Rick Majerus had in common. Not true. Well, anyway, we appreciate you keeping it off the air. Uh, that's <laughs> You're welcome. Not, I uh, swore, I've sworn once on the air. That's and, not uh, the case of uh, one Scotty G. He's apparently. a candy bleep. Wow. Put in your own bleep there. But here is a montage of, of Scotty either coming close or cursing <laughs> on the air. So first foul. Need to put 20 on that sh- There you go, on that shot clock. Oh. Shot, shot, shot clock. Certainly. <laughs> Inbound to Bean. Bean takes the jumper and knocks it down. Tie ball game. <laughs> Isaiah Stevens brings the ball down the court. It's a family show, Scotty. Crossing the timeline, working left to right. Ramson, they're all green, white and gold trim. Hands and Scotty, you come by. I've got take note sh- uh, shirts up for grabs. I've got... <laughs> 
Dan Zolson, Scott Gerard. We are live here at lovely Fox Hollow Golf Course. You come on by, hang out with us, and bring the sticks because it's your chance to play a little bit of golf. Uh, here's the deal going on as we speak, and if you're not taking advantage of it, well, f- no, shame on you. Yeah, thanks for editing, <laughs> censoring yourself. What were you going to say? <laughs> Wow. I leave for one day and you come I come back and you just just potty mouths. Look, we've got a great golfing deal going on down here and if you're not using it, well, f- oh, I, well shame on shame you. on you. What's wrong with that? We've got uh, all kinds of sh- uh, uh, hats. Take some of the best storylines uh, that we have not had a chance to get to, put on a nice little roulette wheel and spin it. And uh, wherever that little ball lands, uh, Lloyd lets us know, and uh, off we go. Lloyd, fire that sucker up. The bigger unit. <laughs> what was that? What? what are you doing? Fire that... You gonna do that again? Jeez. Stop it! <laughs> uh, the bigger unit. <laughs> hey, I got some really good news for your for your Cubs, Scotty. They've got the next Randy Johnson on the mound, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited about it. <laughs> I, I know all you're. Right, all right, we gotta play it back. I did not yeah, almost did. say it. No, you he did. Said, no, I was like, that thing, and then I said sucker instead. That's all. No. No. I promise you. Well, doggone it. What did you just say? I said, shoot. Oh, come on. Jeez, man. Stop it. We're not even on remote. We don't even have any of those. Uh, uh, hats. What the hell just happened? Oh, that was good. I, I really, I think my favorite part of the new one. Because that was from a couple of Utah State games ago, right? Uh, it was uh, maybe... Their loss to I think it was their loss to Colorado State, and I want to play this again because you could hear Scotty's color analyst uh, Lance Beckert go, "Oh, was <laughs> my favorite part." Can you play just that again, Austin? So first foul, need to put twenty on that. Sh-. There you go on that shot clock. Oh, whoa! <laughs> oh, look, Scotty's a farm boy. Okay, so those aren't swears at the household. You know what? Uh, and I don't know how quickly you could dial this up, Austin. But you know what it reminds me of is Larry Kraskoviak when Chris Hill is is absolutely unloading on somebody in the other room, and you hear yeah. you hear Larry just go, "Ooh, oh." <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what Lance sounded like on that on that broadcast with Scotty. Oh, <laughs> put twenty on that bleep shot clock. <clears throat> shot clock. Oh man, that's Oof. funny. I had no idea that it happened. So I knew it. And that, that, that. Out of control, and they all knew it. You know that, Bobby. Hello. Oh. It's <laughs> going after the head of the officiating of the Pac-12. <laughs> oh. And I like how it took to Coach Krzyzewski's uh, credit. He knew that was Chris Hill. Oh, yeah, he totally He's did. like, I don't oh, know who that is. Didn't he, was... didn't he throw an assistant under the bus? He's like, oh, yeah. it must be one of our assistant coaches or something. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. That might have been one of my all-time favorite Chris oh. Hill moments. Oh, Have, you ever, let, have oh. you ever let one slip, Jake? Yeah, that's happened. Need to put 20 on that sh- There you go, on that shot clock. Oh. Oh. <laughs> 
I, I can't find the one that Jake accidentally said one day. When you tried to pronounce the word funky. Yeah, we, we shouldn't. You missed a consonant. I did. There. It wasn't good. Oh. I don't know where I put it. Did you respond with, oh. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> Chris Hill, it's amazing how loud and clear that comes and through. And that, that. Out of control and they all know it. You know that, Bobby. You're one of these officials. Hello. <laughs> Oh, I forgot how funny that you is. You put 20 on that Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. All right. Oh, <laughs> Got to get it together one, though, here. that we played is the Scott, the hats. The hats. Scott, a, we got that bleep. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, hats. Hats. <laughs> All right, there you go. Drop of the day brought to you by our friends at Jimmy's Flowers. Valentine's Day is coming up fast, and uh, flowers are obviously the perfect gift. Place your order today uh, before the selection runs out and have those flowers delivered. Jimmy's Flowers with locations in Ogden, Layton, and Bountiful. Also, jimmysflowers.com. That's jimmysflowers.com. We'll have more Big Show coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. Uh, uh, hats. We've got Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 Zone, wrapping up another broadcast. We've got Jazz Game Night pregame coming up at the top of the 6 o'clock hour. What are you expecting from the Jazz tonight, uh, Gordo? A lot better showing than we saw against the Knicks last time. I expect a strong finish as opposed to what we saw last time. And the Jazz, <laughs> the jazz have, uh, have essentially... Uh, solved a lot of their problems. Now, does that mean that it's going to be evident every single night that they go out? No, there's going to be these off nights that happen. But I think they figured out how they how they best play. And so whether those shots go in or not, I don't know, but I think they know what they have to do in order to create those shots. So, And the defense is just, is just better. It's better than it was. And... Uh, do you think defense is more uh, volatile than offense? No, less so. Is that what they always say that defense travels? I, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, it seems like some nights they just don't have it, and I think a lot of times those two things are connected to each other. I know Quinn talks about that a lot, and people roll their eyes and say that's coach speak, but it seems like it's true. Well, I think uh, New York will be an interesting challenge because they do some things that the Jazz don't handle very well. And uh, this New York team maybe doesn't have the most talent in the Eastern Conference, but they've got a coach that uh, knows what he's doing in Thibodeau. His, his, his flaws as a coach are not that he doesn't understand X's and O's in, in basketball and what to do to win games. Right. So, right. you know, this, this Knicks team is, is much better than they have been in previous years, obviously. But they play that pressure defense, and they play ISO offense, which are two things the Jazz don't handle very well. So I think, you know, Gordon, you say the Jazz have figured some things out during this streak. I actually think we don't entirely know that. I think we could learn more about that tonight, believe it or not. Okay, well said. 
And well, do you think I really think that we might? It's been used very rarely, but we might see Derek Favors on the floor with Rudy Gobert. Don't know, don't know, and I could be wrong on that, but I think it's a possibility. Well, you say it doesn't happen very often. It's happened once. Yeah, okay, you got me on that. <laughs> like you predicted before the season started. Yeah, but it worked that once. For that period of time that they were on the floor together. How long were they on the floor? I mean, it was just like nine minutes. It was less yeah, than that, wasn't it? It was like eight or nine minutes, yeah, against Milwaukee, yeah. I think, right? So we'll see if we get another dose of that tonight. But I expect the Jazz to win this game. If you had to pick one way or the other, isn't that what you would guess? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't think, um, well, if they play like they did against Golden State, I mean, they're going to beat anybody. That, that was absolutely incredible. But, again, how much can the Knicks disrupt what the Jazz want to do. But if they get it going, yeah, I, w- I would certainly expect them to beat the Knicks. There's... Well, if the, yeah, if the Jazz shoot 50%. That was a joke, Jake. Oh, I'm not, I wasn't sure. I wasn't reacting. Sorry. <laughs> I was just going to let that marinate for a second. Uh, what if they shoot 51%? Guaranteed L. 48? <laughs> oh, you lost by 20. 36. They... They actually didn't shoot 50% against the Warriors, did they? I think they were a little shy of that. How, how did they come away with a win? It's tricky because There's anomalies, in, that, in, that game, in that game, the starters weren't even playing in the fourth quarter, so it got all jumbled up from there. Still below 50. Uh, uh, I mean, come I, on, man. I can't believe they did it. Can't believe they beat them. Pretty amazing, actually. Well, it probably had something to do with all the scrubs who were playing late in the game. Nope, not listening to any of that nuance. Below 50, they're in trouble. Above 50, they're going to win. That's it. Cut and dry. What will they do defensively since that is where you think they might struggle? Actually, you brought up good points on both ends, but uh, do you think the Jazz will be able to uh, stay between their man and the basket? That's that's the big question, right? And I'll be be interested to see who Royce O'Neal starts out on. I would guess Julius Randle. But then uh, the other guys are going to have to stay in front of their man, and that they struggled with that the first time in New York. So, you know, yeah. keep an eye on Rudy. How much does he have to help, and who helps the helper? Because and, uh, and the Jazz need to be reminded not to allow Austin Rivers to look like an all-star. Well, I just expect to, for him to go 30. <laughs> should I make a prediction about him like I did Trey Young? No. <laughs> well, actually, maybe you should. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you look at look at what we four. did to the Utah State basketball program. Maybe you should. You <laughs> destroyed it. That's what we do. So maybe you should predict Austin Rivers to go over under 33, Gordon. You're taking the over? Uh, I would go he'll get more than 22. More than 22 for Austin Rivers tonight? Mm-hmm. Okay, there you go. He's going to go for like four. That's going to happen. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad I could help. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I I certainly expect the Jazz to win, but this is this is more intriguing to me than your normal eighth place in the Eastern Conference matchup. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because of what we saw last time around. So, I mean, it's plain to see. And, and since the Jazz haven't lost since then, you know, you bring up a really interesting point there, Jake. Is it a matter of the Jazz improving to the point where they can be effective against all comers? Or is it just against certain opponents that they can play that way? And it's really got nothing to do with how good the team is, the opponent. It's how that opponent plays. Yep. And that, that's that's really kind of interesting to think about because, like you said, 
It's not like the Knicks are the best team in the East. They're they're okay. But yeah, and they're they're, they're young and somewhat under talented, but they they've got a good coach that gets the best you know out of his guys. Mm-hmm. So it's, it it that, that's why this game uh, tonight carries a bunch of intrigue. You know, it's easy to it's easy to get fired up for a Jazz Mavericks matchup, right? You know, Luka Doncic and all this, but people kind of roll their eyes at the Knicks, and there was just outrage that they lost to the Knicks the last time, and it's like, well, look at it a little deeper. The Knicks mm-hmm. do some things that. Uh, give the Jazz problems, and not every team in the league is good at what the Knicks actually do. So, so. what's the over/under? What where would you set that on the total points scored tonight? Oh, I, I wouldn't even know where to start. Totals between both teams. I can't remember what teams. the score was last time. I just wonder whether you know that that the Knicks defense will slow the Jazz down a bit. I think it will. Uh, I think it will. They're going to have to. Uh, uh, two twelve is the over under tonight, is what Tim Lacombe is telling me. So, maybe go with the under there. Hmm. Okay. And well, it'll be interesting been. to see who uh, on the Jazz can can beat their guy. You know, if it if it comes right down to it, they play that pressure D and they switch a bunch of screens. I mean, is Donovan Mitchell is Mike Conley, you know, going to be able to to beat the guy in front of them to get the blender going? Because mm-hmm. at times that that's been. Uh, a weakness for this Jazz team. Not necessarily those two players in specific. They just don't have a, a ton of guys that can do it. And will they rebound and run? Well, that, uh, that I expect to see. They've been doing that well, all year. That should that should be a great assistance to them. All right, uh, Gordon, a big thanks to you, buddy. Enjoy uh, the game tonight, and we'll catch up with you tomorrow. All right, guys. Have a great night. All our listeners out there, thanks for tuning in. We do appreciate it. Big thanks as well to our title sponsor, Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned and operated Big O Tires and save up to $150 on a set of Big O brand tires today. Jazz Game Night pregame show is next, right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I knew that was about the end of it. So long, farewell, I'll be goodnight. I hate goodbyes. This thing is over! That'll do, Pink. That'll do. 